E-S-N-Y. Yes, we made it again. Episode number two, and we have a name this time, the Fantasy Sports Playbook. It's perfect because we're directing you, the listener, through the fantasy football season, other sports as well, but when football's on, it's football. And last night, Lawrence, what the hell happened with Ty Montgomery? Uh, uh, David Montgomery just... Oh, I said tie. Look at hey, this. Hey, ties in the news. That's why the Jets man right here. I just I came back from the Jets, so ties on the minds. Yeah, what the hell happened? I see. I remember a simpler time when I was a young kid and my dad was playing fantasy. No internet yet. Early nineties. Mark Rippin, Chris Miller, the run and shoot, and it was just touchdowns. They had to keep track. They had to watch prime time on Sunday night with Chris Berman and track each touchdown. No yardage. And each team had a stud running back. What happened with David Montgomery last oh, night? Man, it was unbelievable. Watching the game, I'm sitting there yelling at the TV that they have to give this guy the ball. And for whatever reason, he had six carries last night. The, the Chicago Bears ran the ball 15 times last night. And that's Trubisky running for his life for three of them. And man, it was... I, you and me were huge on David Montgomery in the preseason. This doesn't really tamper my expectations but getting six touches last night with mike davis getting five oh it was ugly last night well what's infuriating is the talent is not similar across the board it's clear montgomery is the best back you could see it with his movement you could see it with his hips he is the best back of those three guys by far and this is why you don't listen to beat reporters montgomery drooling over you this is why you don't listen to the head coach himself you know, praising the gods, the football gods that they got Montgomery, because as soon as they jump into the first game, he literally is the third back of the three guys. It just, this is not like those early nineties times. There, there is, there are no stud backs. And what we saw from Chicago and that coaching staff, that's got Peterson and this new age NFL written all over it. It was disgusting, man. And David Montgomery only had one reception for 27 yards. He was third on the team in receiving yards. And they just... Trubisky, I think a lot of it... Trubisky, 26 for 45 and 228. All right, that one interception. He did not look good. He had a QBR of 18.5. I mean, Aaron Rodgers wasn't much better. But Trubisky just does not look good out there. And that's going to affect David Montgomery. Trubisky's not a good quarterback. No, It's just that simple. I agree 100%. He's very overrated. And the, he was drafted two years ago. The Bears moved up to get this guy at the number two pick. And, you know, there's only two other decent quarterbacks in that draft that went after him in Patrick Mahomes and uh, Deshaun Watson. So I think they might be kicking themselves a little bit in Chicago. Yeah, and um, it, it just doesn't make sense. If the talent level is spread evenly across the board, you could take it a little bit. But now, how do you handle it? Is this terrible news? Uh, you know, I was talking to one of our league mates who has Montgomery in our league, and he's down in the dumps. He can't even operate today. That's how that's how poorly he thought about last night with having Montgomery. If you have Montgomery, or you better yet, you don't have Montgomery, this is a prime situation to go get David Montgomery. 
Oh, if I'm looking to try to get him in every single league, they realized how bad their offense looked yesterday when they did not give him the ball, and now they're gonna get a little, gonna get like 13 days between games. They're gonna be able to think a little bit. I love Montgomery. If I, if you're in a league and the Montgomery owner is panicking, please offer him a trade. If you have him. Hold on to him. I still think he's going to be a top 15-ish running back with the upside of finishing in the top five. Do it now. Literally. Buy low. Because don't trust your eyes. He was by far the best back of the three. And for some god ungodly reason, they, they gave him the, the least touches of the three. It was awful. Like you said, it's obvious. Hold on to him. If somebody didn't watch the game last night and they're panicking over him, throw some trade offers after him, especially if you drafted a guy that you know, you're expecting to be decent and he has a huge first game. Make that trade 100% of the time. Get David Montgomery. All right, and speaking of Montgomery and our first episode, the draft is completed. It went as we expected, except Do- Dotto... So my internet, oh, my internet happened? kept going in and out yesterday during that draft, or Monday during the draft. Oh, and yes. you, if you weren't the best commissioner in the world, I would have been stuck with some awful picks. Listen, twice, yeah, I think it was the third or fourth round, someone else and then you auto-picked mm-hmm. to Darius Leonard, the linebacker mm-hmm. for the Colts. Mm-hmm. You a commissioner cannot let that happen in a dynasty league. Uh, with a good conscience, cannot let that happen. You just back out of it. Reach out to the owner. Make sure he gets his pick. Because that just... You're better off getting it right the first than having an angry league going into a dynasty league. Oh, absolutely. And that's the huge thing. Our league, 10-team dynasty league. And there was a very surprising pick. I don't know for you if you thought it was because other people in the league thought it was a surprising pick. But Patrick Mahomes at 5 in a dynasty league, it, I was not expecting that. Well, let's first give some backstory. In the text messages, this was the owner who proposed changing it from four points per passing touchdown to six points per passing touchdown. Oh, okay. That makes sense. I, I saw him in the five hole, and I called him out on it, say, asking, well, is the reason you want this because you're going to take Mahomes at five? And he kind of didn't give an answer. Turns out he does take Mahomes, but we kept it at four points, thank God. And it surprises me. I think Mahomes is going to definitely decline this year. He's got a lot to prove still. But at the same time, it's it's much more... Uh, you could take it in a dynasty league as opposed to a, a year-long league. But you, you took McCaffrey instead of Zeke, even though I think you said you preferred Zeke. Did uh, you chicken out at the last moment? I chickened out. I read some news beforehand. They're saying that they weren't close in contract talks. And again, if I, if you listened to the show last week, you heard that me and Rob did a trade where I traded him my second, pretty much my second, third, and fourth round pick for his first pick, which was the eighth, and like his sixth round pick. I just wanted to get two studs. So in my mind, I saw Zeke wasn't going to sign number two pick. I don't have any picks in rounds three, four, two, three, or four, and I panicked and can't obviously go wrong Christian McCaffrey but now that Zeke signed kind of kicked myself in the butt a little bit I'll tell you what I if I if I was in your spot I probably would have went McCaffrey 
just because I of know the safety and I know it's tough. Dallas's offense is better now. You know, I'm not a Cam Newton fan, but I'm not a Prescott fan either. It's all about the offensive line. Yep. That gives Zeke the edge. But Zeke is, I think, two years older as well. And and you may not think that's a huge difference, but it is in the Dynasty League, where these running backs have a five, six year shelf life. He may not be two years older. What is he, two seasons more yeah. experienced than McCaffrey? Two yeah. Old. Yeah, there does not. I think it's like a year and a half to two years, which isn't huge. But like you said, when it comes down to a dynasty league, and we're we're hoping to keep these guys for six, seven, eight years, they're both going to give you top ten production for the next five years, guaranteed almost. It's after that year five or six, seven, where I can still count on McCaffrey because again, I didn't have a pick in two, three, four, so I had to nail these top two picks. And and the other aspect is McCaffrey two seasons, sixteen games each season. Yep, and he, Zeke. He, Misses games for whatever reason, suspension, injury. He misses games. McCaffrey seems like that gamer who just loves the game. And yeah, and with your first pick in this draft, you had. Oh, I, I forgot. I had the eight pick. I took Devontae Adams. Obviously, it didn't look, work out well last night. Not panicking. Chicago had the best pass defense last year. They had they led the league in interceptions with like twenty seven. So again, even though it's Aaron Rodgers, not really panicking. So your first pick. You had the first, you had the third pick in the second round, and you went Michael Thomas, which I think is an absolute steal. Well, here's how it broke down: went Saquon, McCaffrey to you, Kamara, which I'm taking Zeke all the way, even yep. if he's holding out in the third spot yeah, in a dynasty league. Kamara, Zeke, Mahomes, James Conner at six, which I don't love. I would have yeah. never done that. I am no, not I mean, a Conner fan. I am not a Conner. That's a system. Uh, that's a system scenario. And in the Dynasty League, I am taking one of those stud receivers who gives me that shelf life. Connor, six. Hopkins, seven. Demonte Adams, back to you at eight. Julio at nine. Juju at ten. I was a little surprised with the Julio pick at nine in a Dynasty League. I think he's 30 years old. 29, 30 years old. He's not the youngest guy. But, I mean, his production's been elite over the last five years. But... I still, yeah. I think I would have went Juju over him or your pick, Michael Thomas, four or five picks later. Right, and now after Juju goes to the second round, I'm, I'm sitting there, I'm thinking, okay, Michael Thomas is on the board, David Johnson, Le'Veon Bell, Gurley, Chubb. I was praying they would take the two old backs, David Johnson and Le'Veon Bell, before me and give me the option of Michael Thomas and Chubb. And that's exactly what happened. David Johnson, Le'Veon Bell... Terrible picks in a dynasty league, but they're they're going for the backs. They're going, they're, they're riding that wave. So I went Michael Thomas over Chubb with the third pick. Then I went Gurley, Chubb, Mixon, Jacobs, Kelsey. Ninth pick in the second round, I had an option: Dalvin Cook, David Montgomery, or Tyreek Hill. I went Dalvin Cook. I when Dalvin Cook's been healthy, he's been. He's been a very, very good fantasy player. He averages like 16 points a game. The team's stacked. It, that's a, if he stays healthy, that's a great pick, and it's hard to argue. And like you said, you went receiver first, so you could, if you would want Michael Thomas and then Tyreek, that would have been very tough for you to really have a true number one running back, which you somehow did in, in your third round pick with Carryon Johnson, the second pick in the third round, which I love that pick. Yeah, that's that's where I kind of wrapped him up. Uh, well, here's the pick I love the most, which I've never gotten this guy in any draft this year. I don't think I've ever had him. 
Carryon Johnson, second pick in the in the uh, third round. Mike Evans, eighth pick in the third round. Yeah, that was that one surprised me a little bit. He's still 24, 25 years old. He's in a pass first offense with a quarterback who's going to feed him the ball. I am shocked he fell to you round three, eighth pick. I mean, there's some questionable picks. I mean, Derrick Henry, third round, fourth pick. He was more of just a four-game boomer bus player last year. 12 of the games last year, he was just awful. Fournette's been, he's been pretty inconsistent, averaging less than four yards a touch for his career so far. Sony Michelle, kind of like that pick. But Mike Evans, that late, at that young of a player, that was a great pick. Yeah, and then we come to the fourth round. Uh, went with, I was thinking Aaron Jones, but Aaron Jones got picked uh, yep. at 4-1. Oh, you got Carson, too. Carson, Carson is, at 4-3. Oh, he's my favorite player. If I had to choose one player this year to kind of plant my flag, it's Chris Carson. The guy is a stud. In the last four games last year for the Seahawks, they finally realized, hey, this guy's pretty good. He had 25 fantasy points, 22 fantasy points, and 20 fantasy points. The last game, they were up a little bit, so they didn't run as much. He only had six. But when they realize, and that's a run-first offense, they give him the ball. Guy is a stud. Yeah, I mean, listen, there is something to say about overdoing the thought of Dynasty. There, oh, is, something to, there is something to say about that. But I do, I am on your level here where I think this draft board didn't do Dynasty enough of a service. No, because I'm looking at it now. Melvin Gordon, that's like that's been a big hot topic. Where is he going in drafts? Fourth round, sixth pick. Kind of don't mind that because he's still 24. You know, he's still young. He's still got about three, four more years of elite production. But if he doesn't play this year, you're just you, you just threw away a pick. Right. And, and um, Mark Ingram won a couple picks later. Don't love that pick. He's 30. He's not even going to be a full. He's not even going to be a workhorse. I don't think this year. That pick kind of scared me. Devontae Freeman later in the round, fourth pick, last pick, fourth round, last pick. Didn't really love that pick either for the dynasty aspect. Right, and because I had five players already, three backs, two receivers, that's where I went with my first reach. Miles Sanders at four nine. See, I don't think that's a reach though. I I truly believe by week five or six he's going to be. The workhorse, which in Philly is not going to be 20-plus touches. It's going to be about 15 carries and about three to four catches. But in a top tier and an elite offense, that's what you want. And when they get close, they're giving him. Jordan Howard's going to take some touches away, but I still think that's a great pick, especially in Dynasty League. In a Dynasty League, yes. In a 10-team league, yes, as well. Four, fourth round, 12-team league, it's a little deeper. Yep. Um, actually, it's way deeper. Big difference. But... I, I view Philly's offense very similarly to the Bears. There's one clear-cut back who's more talented than the others. Yep. But guess what? That system, that coach, they refuse to do it. Yep. And it's like they're saving the guy for the second half. And see, that's the thing. I think I'm hoping that Nagy, he got woken up a little bit. But like We gave Mike Thomas the ball that many times, and we only gave David Montgomery. I'm hoping, you know, I think Jordan Howard's going to be a good goal line back, but between the 20s, I don't think he's going to be very good. Yeah, and where did Matt Nagy come from? Is he from the Andy Reid tree? He's from Andy Reid, yep. Guess what? Peterson? Reid? Yep, same thing. They're Nagy. They, yep. It's all it's all committee and it's their approach. And that's one of the one of the uh tidbits, one of the things that fantasy owners weren't warned about going into the drafts. And so we get into round five, and this is where I finally have my third pick. I mean, you have six picks before then, most of the other people have four. And now I'm going on my third pick. 
Zach Ertz was sitting there in round five in the second pick, and I really, honest to God, did not want to go tight end this it was my third pick because it's going to hurt my receiver or running back core, which really hurt my running backs. But at the second pick in the fifth round, I'm pretty happy with that pick. What's uh, Bart Simpson's dad's name? Oh, Homer. Yeah. Uh, Homer. You're Homer. I, I, you know, it, it is what it is. I'll be a Homer for Ertz. He's going to give me... When I didn't have all these picks, I said I have to be elite in tight end and at least running back or receiver. And with McCaffrey, it gives me that stud. And with tight end, it gives me elite production for at least the next three to four years. Not everyone's Tony Gonzalez are going to play until they're 36, 37 years old. But Zach Ertz is the number one option on this offense. Carson Wentz targets him a ton. And in the fifth round, I had to do it because I didn't like the other picks. I don't like Amari Cooper. His mm-hmm. foot problem scares me. I don't mind Tyler Boyd, but I don't want Tyler Boyd in a dynasty league because... I just don't know what's going to happen in Cincinnati. I don't know what they're going to do with quarterback. If they reach for one next year in a draft, that can kind of set them back a little bit. They, uh, Devin Singletary, not really sold on him yet. Darius yeah. Geist. I almost drafted Darius Geist. That's, that was the two guys I was torn between. You were kind of in no man's land there. Um, I do like the Singletary pick, but we, we have no idea. We have yeah, no we, idea. None. And with me having no picks. Now, if I had my first, second, third, and fourth round pick, and Devin Singletary is there, and I already had two at right. least two running backs. Then I was like, all right, but as my second, that can really come back and backfire. You needed a starter. Um, later, a few picks later, I took Duke Johnson, late fifth. Duke Johnson, especially we're doing a half-point PPR. He's still, even even though they traded for um, Carlos Hyde, I still think Duke Johnson's the number one dude there, and he's going to do work. Yeah, and then round six, you had two picks. You had went with Calvin Ridley and James White. See, I was stupid. I got this league and another league mixed up. I had a draft the next night that was a full-point PPR. That's why I went with James White. But even in a half-point, he's still going to catch 60 to 70 balls. But the problem is he's my number two running back. And at this point, there was no running backs. The next running back that was taken was Kenyon Drake. No thank you. Yeah, no, you were in a tough spot. Listen, James White still finished. Uh, what was he, top five, top eight, and a half-point PPR last year? Yeah, so I can't complain about that, but now that they're trying to get Sony Michelle more touches, and now that, you know, the Patriots have uh, Josh Gordon back and Julian Edelman back, which is still fine, but I don't mind. I kind of like that pick because I get him in a lot of leagues, and the Calvin Ridley one for me was with the third pick in the sixth round. I wanted a receiver with big upside, and he's a second-year player where... They say receivers usually make the biggest jump. I mean, he had he had a great season last year for a rookie. And I'm kind of hoping that Julio Jones gets hurt. He's going to be a top 10 play every week. Round and seven, you went Edelman. I went Mike Williams. See, I like your Williams pick there because he has huge upside. I'm not going to lie. If I saw Williams there, if I scrolled down a little bit, because CBS's rankings are a little bit different than mine. And the other yes. sites I play on, and you so know, what, I, you know what, you know what's great. I love CBS's rankings. Well, here's the thing: there's different columns. They don't do the default ADP. No. They do do default rankings. So I always go to the ADP. But I like when the rankings are mix, mix, uh, mixed up a little and not great because that kind of helps the better owners like you and me at times. They had Travis Kelsey as the fifth ranked player at CBS. He was the fifth. That blew my mind. And if I yeah, honestly would have known that, I would have 
traded every single pick just to get move up more because the fifth is unbelievable. And that's, like you said, the smart owners like you who know what they're doing went after Mike Williams. And it is a dynasty league, and I was looking, I was looking, and I'm like, I need production here at receiver because, again, I don't have a lot of picks. Julian Edelman, when he's healthy and he's out there, he's 33 years old, he's going to get 125 targets this year. He's going to get 100 grabs. He's going to count on the production for the next year or two and try to fill the void in a year. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Mike Williams and uh, Edelman, and round eight. You know, Keenan Allen. He he's not. He doesn't get. He doesn't play sixteen games a lot. So when he's out there, or even when they get close, they're looking at Mike Williams. That's a great pick. I really like that pick on your end. Yeah, I love uh, Mike Williams. I, I drafted Mike Williams in the mid rounds last year. Um, dropped him eventually after like ten or eleven weeks, and as soon as I dropped him, he busted. And it, it, it someone else scooped him up, and it really ticked me off. He so, was one of the few, he was the only, I think there's maybe only two receivers in fantasy football ever since he started doing the stats that finished at the top 20 play with less than like 70 targets. And mm-hmm. he was one of the players because he had 10 touchdowns, he had 700 or 600 yards. When he's, he's a stud. When he came out of college, he, he I loved to play. Round eight, I went Darwin Thompson, you that, went A.J. Green. I like that pick a lot. I really like Darwin Thompson. I almost picked him two rounds earlier. I, I'm still not buying the Shady McCoy hype. I'm still not buying the Damon Williams hype. I think by this time next year, you just got yourself a keeper for the next five to seven years in Darren Thompson. Yeah, no. Just like Montgomery, Thompson is the best back by far. You could see it a mile away. And by low. By low, do not drop him. He's being dropped in a million leagues right oh, now. Keep him. If he is dropped in your league, league uh, Darwin Thompson, pick him up, add him, and just stash him for the next couple weeks because he's not might not get a lot of touches but by the end of the season Andy Reid's a smart guy he'll see that he's the best running back round nine you went Latavius Murray I went Justice Hill Latavius Murray the I saw a stat the other day that the number two running back in the Saints offense over the last three years finished as a top 22 running back and he's Mark Ingram I think was the 14th when he came back from his suspension last year so I am loving Latavius Murray. He's going to be my flex play. He'll If James White gets hurt, I'll plug him in there. He, he's going to get 12 touches, of, 12 touches a week, handful of catches. I'm loving the pick. I mean, I didn't think he was going to be there at round nine, but no, it's he's a not tremendous, a sexy pick. It's a tremendous pick in round nine. And he's Justice a starting Hill, back. Yeah, yeah, and just same with Justice Hill. I think Mark Ingram is going to be the guy for the first two, three, four weeks. Then they have Justice Hill, and I think he's going to take over and – one of the most run-heavy offenses in football. All right, now let's look at the teams uh, in total. You have McCaffrey, James White, Devontae Adams, Calvin Ridley. Two flexes in this league because it's a 10-team league. Julian Edelman, Latavius Murray, Wentz, and Ertz. Wentz, I just figured, I've seen a lot of Wentz. When he's healthy, he's a top five. I think he's a top five quarterback in the league. I think he's top five in fantasy. He's... I and I love to get one of my top pass catchers with the quarterback. So I saw I got Ertz, and I once I drafted Ertz, I knew I was getting once. It's just something I like to do in all my leagues. On the bench, you got Lamar Jackson, Justin Jackson, Tyrell Williams, Geronimo Allison, Corey Davis, AJ Green, Austin Hooper, Quan Alexander. We do do IDPs for reference. Yep. Uh, kicker, D line, one linebacker, one DB. I, I like that. It makes it a little bit more challenging, and I was so pumped. I was watching the Bears game. Rokon Smith starts the game off of two tackles. He was mm-hmm. all over the field. He had two more for the rest of the game. When you like, look at when you look at positions, it, it's 
this is a lock. Defenses, defense special teams units are the most random, sporadic unit mm-hmm. in all of football. I hate it. Hate it. Why do these offensive guys get love and not the defensive guys? So I, I just I, I can't stand when two, three different things. When leagues don't use IDPs, if they don't use FAB, the FAB system, just regular waivers or regular first come, first serve, which is ridiculous, first come, first serve free agency, or a hybrid playoff system. Points should matter, should factor into the playoff system, just like record does, because there's no defense for getting scored on in fantasy football. No, there's not, and that's what I love about it, that you go off of points, because there's been leagues where I've won, and I know that I shouldn't have, but because of the top teams, they got scored on so much that I had a better overall record, so I got better matchups. And that's the same thing. When you do points and you you reward the teams for scoring the most points, it just makes for a better league overall. Yeah, it just you kind of want to halfway. If you're looking to implement it, halfway it. The two divisions, the top two divisions are by record. The division winner with the most points gets the number one seed. Yep. And then you have four wild cards. Two are the most points. Two are the best records. And that's so? the way we kind of split it. I'm looking at your team here. I really like your team except for one position. I'm pretty sure you know which position I'm talking about. But your team is running back. You got Dalvin Cook, on Johnson, two studs. Receivers, Mike Evans and Michael Thomas, two studs. Tight end, Mark Andrews, love that. I don't think Lamar Jackson can throw the ball deeper than eight yards. So he's going to get a lot of short routes, get a lot of receptions. Your flex is Chris Carson and Mike Williams. Studs, studs, studs. And then you got... Like we mentioned before, you got Justice Hill on the bench, Alexander Madison, running back, you know, Dalvin Cook's handoff, which is one of the few running backs in football that you do need to handcuff. And then you got Darwin Thomas, you got Duke Johnson, you got Miles Sanders. You got studs for days except for one position, and you are such a homer. <laughs> you homer. I, I, is, this a, is this a type of Sam Dar, Dar, who, Sam Darnold? Who? What? He's, he's French. Darno. Darno. Oh, Darno. I like that. You gotta get that French guy in there. No, uh, listen. I my first quarterback. First quarterback I took was in round fourteen. It was Jimmy G. Then I backed it up with Darnold. Philip Rivers is still out there, who I may I may pick up for Darnold, but it's a dynasty league, and you know what? I may give it Sunday. See what Darnold does, and if he if he Pops off strong. See what happens. No, I do like that pick in the long run because, like you said, what do we have? Eight keepers? Uh, Ten keepers, twelve the, keepers. The baseline is twelve keepers, eight 12. round, eight round draft. But you could keep them all. You just lose draft picks, and you can go as little as eight, and you just get compensatory picks after the after round two. So yeah, Sam Darnold's a great pick then. And then, like you said, on the free agent list, I'm looking now. You have Josh Allen, who can't really throw a football except for really far, but not accurate. He'll get your rushing yards. But again, you pick up Phillip Rivers, you play him when he has better matchups than Darnold, and you just keep Darnold on the bench for a little while. My, my one regret is this. I only have Being four Jets White fan? House. I, yeah, I grew up a Jets fan. <laughs> okay, but my one regret is this. I only have four whiteouts, and my bench is literally loaded with running backs. I have seven running backs, one receiver on the bench. I didn't leave myself enough room for a second quarterback. And I didn't draft enough young receivers. Receivers over running backs in the Dynasty League always wins in the long run. In terms of shelf life, in terms of predictions. So that's my one regret. But drafting you, you too got many running backs. Michael Thomas and Mike Evans are both under 25 years old. So you're going to have 
at least another seven to eight years of elite production, and you have Mike Williams. So it's not like you went out there and got Antonio Brown. You didn't go out there and get these older receivers. You got receivers that aren't even in their primes yet were top ten plays at the position. I think you built this team great, and I, I, you know, I instantly regret giving you all those picks now, and I want them all back. So when when I started drafting in the second round, you you took a walk around the house. You regret it now. I walked around the house. Well, first I wanted to punch myself in the face for that draft and Zeke because the second I did it, I was upset. And then I saw your stupid little avatar on every single <laughs> round three times or two times, and I was like, I got to walk away. Yeah. And I walked around the couch, got tired, and sat back down and got angry again. Listen, you have you started with McCaffrey and Devontae Adams. I'm not angry about that. It's just I just love teams like yours that has so much depth. Because you, if you want to, say you start off 3-0, 4-0, which by the looks of it, looks like you're going to start off pretty well. What you can do is you can, you can, you can put Mike Williams and Miles Sanders in a trade package and get an absolute stud for them and just keep building this rock-solid team. Because I love doing that. When you have so much depth, you can do a two-for-one trade where yeah. you get the best player in the trade, and I love doing that. Yeah, I, I already sent over an offer that got rejected for Zeke. I think it was Dalvin and Carson and a pick for Zeke. He rejected it. That's actually yeah. not a bet, but people are like, oh, that's an aw- that's an awful trade. No, no, it's not. Darwin Thompson is a rookie, and you're giving him a pick. And who was the, who was the one? No, no, no. It was Dalvin Cook and Carson. Oh, Dalvin Cook. Oh, Dalvin man. Cook and Carson and Woo! a pick, and he flat out rejected. When I trade, I come with it. Oh, and that he, was a great offer. He flat out rejected me, and then I was like, who has McCaffrey? Oh. Shadow does. That's me. Should I, offer, should I offer them that deal? That's eh, probably too much. I don't think we can make. No, it that's easy. not too much. I mean, come on. All right. Well, we'll we'll see. We'll see what we can cook up. No, but that, but like you said, that's that's why you build the depth and drafts so you can make trades like that. Because say I go zero and three, zero and four, and you know I kind of get flat out of the gate. I might move McCaffrey for a pick like that. I might even do it like a Carson and a Miles Sanders, the guy of huge upside, so I can build some depth. And you know, help myself in the long run. All right. Well, we're gonna have to we have to report back on that one. <laughs> All right. Uh, what else? What else you have going on this week in daily? So for daily, I there are a couple plays. Some are a little obvious. Some are a little under the radar. For my quarterbacks, I absolutely, which you can read in my article. So I'm not gonna give away all of my picks, but you can read my articles at Elite Sports. So my number one guy is gonna be Jameis Winston going against San Francisco. San Francisco's secondary had two interceptions last year. They did nothing to improve it, and Jameis Winston's biggest flaw is how often he throws interceptions. He's going to go against a team that you can throw right to him, and they're not going to intercept it. Jameis Winston is my top play at quarterback this week. He's going to be an absolute stud. Okay, Winston, what do you got at back and, and white out? So whenever I play a quarterback, I'm absolute. I always stack them with at least one receiver, and I'm gonna go with a Jameis Winston. Not going Mike Evans. I'm going the Chris Godwin route because again, San Francisco is awful. They're not gonna be able to stop them. I might get a little sneaky in some big tournaments and play Winston, Evans, and Godwin, but I don't know if I'm getting that crazy. Now the quarterback I kind of like that's under the radar is Kyler Murray, Detroit. It's not a good team. Arizona's going to run the ball a lot. I think Murray's going to be low-owned. So Murray's a little under-the-radar guy. Running back this week, and we already mentioned him, Chris Carson going against Cincinnati. Awful defense. They lost a lot on defense. They're going to be struggling. And another guy that I really like is on Johnson. 
I'm paying down at running back this week. I'm loving Carrion Johnson, and I'm loving Chris Carson. They're going to be in almost all my lineups. Okay, and then wideout. Wideout. I oh, mean, you said you said Godwin already, correct? Yep, I like Godwin just because I stack. Whenever you play a quarterback, one of my p- biggest, well, you obviously have to uh, play a quarterback. Whenever you play a quarterback in daily, you have to stack them with a receiver. Now, it's not always going to be the number one guy. Again, this week I'm going with Godwin, the number two option. But Godwin's a guy I love. Quarterback, stack him. Murray, see, Kyle Murray, I'm, I'm backtracking a little bit. He's, I'm not stacking him with anybody. He's just going to be a guy I'm hoping is going to get a ton of rushing yards. Odell Beckham Jr. is a guy I love. Tennessee has an awful secondary. They're not going to be able to stop him. He's, he's looking to prove himself this year. Odell is my top play. Now, there's news that Stephon Diggs has a hamstring injury. And as anyone that covers sports like you do, you know when a guy has a hamstring injury and they're saying he might play, that's not good. No. No, it's a nagging, nagging injury. Hamstrings and foots are the worst. So I'm staying away from Stephon Diggs, and I'm going 100% Adam Thielen this week. Atlanta struggles to cover slot receivers. That's where he's going to be. It's going to be a lot of Dalvin Cook this week. It's going to be a lot of Adam Thielen. Falcons defense isn't that good. So those are the three plays that I'm loving at receiver. Beckham, Thielen, and Godwin. And lastly, do you prefer FanDuel or DraftKings? I prefer DraftKings just because I've done a little work with them, did a little articles for them here and there. But their pricing is better. I like to I don't like choosing defenses in daily. I like or I don't like choosing kickers in daily. That's what FanDuel has, so I stay away from there. So I prefer DraftKings and at tight end this week, I I usually like to pay up at tight end because a lot of people don't like to because they like to kind of find sneaky, cheaper plays. I have no problem paying up for Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, or Zach Ertz. Since I'm paying down a little bit at running back, I'm not paying for a Zeke or a McCaffrey or Barkley, which are all great plays. But the thing is, you're not going to win tournaments if you just choose the obvious plays. And those top three running backs are going to be 30 40% owned. And you're just not going to make money by choosing the highly owned guys. So I'm going with Zach Ertz, and I'm probably going to do in my flex, I'm going to do a little Zach Ertz and Travis Kelsey and do a double tight end this week. Interesting. My mind never goes to do double tight end, but it should. But that's the thing. It usually doesn't work out, but when they both, when people see Jacksonville, they think elite defense, and they are, but their biggest weakness is tight end. They, have, they were the worst team at stopping tight ends last year, and Travis Kelsey obviously being the number one guy, and on DraftKings, they have that little number in the right bottom right corner that tells you if it's a good matchup or not. Most people don't play guys that they don't have that green lettering because they only like to play good matchups. DraftKings has them as the 16th best defense against tight ends, which all the research I've done says they were the worst. So I'm going Kelsey Ertz in a double stack at tight end, and it's going to be very low owned. And that's another thing people have to realize. When you play these players you have to see who's going to be low-owned because the less people that own them and the more points they score, it's better off for you. So again, like you said, the double tight end stack is rare, and I think it's going to play off big this week. Yeah, that is so much more important than trying to fill out the roster to your maximum dollar capacity. You know what I mean? Trying to be unique and find those rare guys that are low-owned, so much more important than trying to reach that uh, max uh, no, uh, dollar number in my oh, abso- opinion no absolutely because I've won a couple of GPPs in football and the way I won them were 
I didn't spend every single dollar I had. I usually had 800. I have 1,000. I have 1,400 left over. And just because you put a lineup together and that number doesn't say zeros, don't worry about it. Even if you have 2,000, don't worry about it. Just pick a team you're comfortable with. Find the guys that you think are going to go low-owned in great situations and just let them go, do their thing. And it's not going to work out every week, but I'm, I'm more of a guy that wants high volume and great matchups. And that's what I'm getting with all the picks that I've recommended this week so far. And I have you know, a handful more in the article that I think will really help people this week. All right. Anything else on the docket? You know, just, guys, it's the first week. Do not over-panic if your players crap the bed. In a handful of leagues, I have Devontae Adams in every league I'm in. He had five points. I have David Montgomery in every league except for the one I'm in with Rob. Had five points. Do not panic. If you see an owner that's panicking, offer them trades for these studs because there's a reason why you drafted them with high draft picks. Be patient. And lastly, Mike one, one play here. Mike Williams, home against Indy. Or Duke Johnson on the road against New Orleans. This is my team, so I'm going to ask you on on the podcast. Ooh, okay. So the Colts have a hard time stopping bigger defenders, especially in the end zone. So what I would say with your team is you want a little bit more consistency. You want someone that's just going to give you points. So what I would do in that situation is go... I like Duke Johnson a lot. I would probably go Duke Johnson just because... I think that game's... Where's that game? That game is at New Orleans. So it's going to be... He's going to be in the turf. He's going to be indoors. It's a Monday night game. I like I like Duke Johnson in that matchup. He's going to do... I don't think Carlos Hyde's going to be ready to play that game anyways. I think he's going to be to work... He's going to be to work back. He's going to get tons of carries, and he's going to be targeted in the past game a lot. Duke Johnson's what I would lean there. If you're playing me, I would just bench everybody. <laughs> no, but, we're not matched up week one. But absolutely, I like Duke Johnson. Again, when you have these problems of which stud to start, I think you got a pretty good team going. Yeah, I think uh, I'm going to have to make a call to the McCaffrey owner. Yeah, you know, I think he's going to, as long as you don't catch him on a walk, I think you'll be able to get him. All right, well, uh, Fantasy Sports Playbook. Until next time, catch you guys later.